Hi everyone, welcome to episode 5 of Billionaire Bonanza, the show where we talk about how billionaires came about their success. I'm your host, Connor Houlihan, and today we have a lot planned, as we will be going in-depth into the story of Mark Zuckerberg and the creation of Facebook. Today is a special one, as we will be discussing this topic with author Ben Meserich. For those of you who aren't familiar with Ben, he has had many successful books, but today we'll specifically be talking about The Accidental Billionaires, the founding of Facebook, a tale of sex, money, genius, and betrayal, which Ben wrote over a decade ago. In his book, Ben goes into tremendous detail and tells a fantastic success story of Mark Zuckerberg, including his work at Harvard with his partner Eduardo Saverin, and his eventual shift to the West Coast, where he found new opportunities for his company as he worked with Sean Parker. To give you an idea of Ben's writing, I thought I would provide a quote from the book. Quote, you came back again and again, adding to your site, your profile, changing your pictures, your interests, and most of all, updating your friends. It really had moved a large portion of college life onto the internet, and it really had changed Harvard's social scene. Now, before we get to the interview with Ben, I decided I would provide you guys with some background information on the topic, as well as my opinion on Mark Zuckerberg's success. In Ben's book, he portrayed Mark as a nerdy, introverted genius, but he also deals with many of Mark's unethical decisions, which leads me to a common depiction of Mark. Many people have expressed hatred towards Mark for two main reasons. First, the fact that he's a billionaire. Certain individuals believe that the world shouldn't have any billionaires because they receive too much power with their money. Second, people tend to confuse his rather poor decision-making throughout his young career as ideas that he actually wanted to carry out. Now, I can't deny his controversial choices, but I can remind you that everyone makes mistakes, and Mark is no different. The consistent, expressive dislike towards Mark seems unnecessary, and while I'm not telling you that you should start to like the guy, you should at least respect the work he has done to connect billions of people around the world. Ben Mesrich showed us that Mark spent a week in isolation to write the code for Facebook, which demonstrated his grit and determination. He also selected his co-workers carefully, because as the company grew, he wanted good people to represent it. Ben did plenty of digging to find what he needed to write the book. So to discuss the research that went into it, as well as clarifying some misconstrued ideas, Ben has agreed to answer some questions for us. Ben, it's great to have you on the podcast. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here, and I'm looking forward to sharing my ideas with you and those listening. Perfect. Let's get right into it then. I think you did a wonderful job of telling the story of Facebook as many would agree, including Benjamin of Pikes Peak Library District. In his book review, he praised your storytelling and character depiction, claiming that your work was genius. However, not everyone feels this way, as specifically, Janet Maslin of the New York Times believes that you exaggerated facts in order to tell the story. Thus, she referred to your book as nonfiction-ish. Also, Donna Bowman wrote an op-ed in which she was frustrated with her inability to contact Zuckerberg in the process of doing research for your book. This made me curious about what went into creating the book, as well as how you feel about the criticism, which I'm sure you have heard before. Hmm. The research for the book was tedious, but necessary because you can't write a nonfiction book without plenty of research. What most people don't know is that I actually met with Eduardo Saverin, and he gave me some insight into his relationship with Mark, as well as how he reacted to being removed from Facebook. The people who make these criticisms tend to base it off the fact that my information was biased towards the emotions of Saverin, 
which I deny because Saverin wasn't my only source of information. I'm glad you could clear that up. I had minimal doubts, really, about the credibility of your book, and I'm positive that many others share this opinion. Specifically, a documentary available on YouTube called Mark Zuckerberg, Building the Facebook Empire, incorporated pieces of an interview with you and their published depiction of the Facebook story. Moving on, I answered this question briefly before you joined us, but I wanted to ask how you feel about Mark Zuckerberg. Clearly, I was interested enough in Mark to write a book about him, but I feel as though his impact in the world is greatly underappreciated. He developed and has maintained the most popular social media platform in the world for over a decade. His initial goal, as I mentioned in the book, was to connect the students at Harvard. Once Facebook became a big hit, he knew everyone in the world could interact with each other at the push of a button. I expressed the same opinion, but I wasn't sure about how people could start to demonstrate their newfound respect for Mark. Which brings me to my final question. Although Mark isn't affected much by criticism, how can people actually show their support for the impact he's had? That's a great question, and I think it comes down to realizing that opinions change. Once people really become educated on the work that Mark has done, they will not only appreciate him, but they should also let people know that they are no longer clouded by the common misconceptions surrounding Mark, which should open those people up to the hard work of Mark. That's a great way to put it. I'm glad you could provide us with such insight on your book, as well as being open about certain criticisms. Thank you for joining me today, and hopefully we can meet again sometime. It was a pleasure meeting you and discussing this topic. Thanks again. I'm happy Ben was able to meet with us, but I want to get back into the Facebook story. In summation, Mesrich in the documentary told us that Mark Zuckerberg borrowed an idea from twin students Tyler and Cameron Winklevoss. They didn't have the programming capabilities to create their own website, so they asked Mark. While Mark said he would help them, he really just stalled for the making of his own website. He partnered with Savern, who had money to jumpstart the company. Facebook became an instant hit at Harvard and eventually spread to other universities. Zuckerberg began to work with Sean Parker, who showed Mark the potential business opportunities, so they moved out west after Mark had dropped out of Harvard. However, Saverin did not enjoy working with Parker, and Mark eventually removed Saverin from Facebook. Both Saverin and the Winklevoss twins, upset with Mark's decisions, sued him and received millions of dollars. Now you are probably wondering, where are these guys at now? Well, many articles have been written about these men. Specifically, more recent ones that caught up with Saverin and Mark after over a decade since the start of Facebook. In Alex Conrad's article, he informs readers of Saverin's success after moving on from Facebook. Well, Evan Turner lets us know how far Mark has come with Facebook. Eduardo left the States for Singapore, where he started a new firm with lots of potential, and Mark still stands as the CEO of Facebook with the reputation of the youngest self-made billionaire. That is all for today. I hope you guys learned a lot. Thank you as always, and I will see you guys next time on Billionaire Bonanza. <laughs> <laughs>